Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 76. 75 episodes down and they just keep coming. I am so grateful to have you here with me and I just wanted to take a minute to celebrate that. I know some of you might be new, but some of you are here week after week and that is amazing. It really keeps me going with this podcast and I just love it. So had to share that with you. With that said, we are approaching winter break here and I will be taking two weeks off from the podcast just like I did last year. It's a great time to catch up on episodes you've missed. You can still connect with me on Instagram, even book a consult. I'll still be coaching through the break. So if you're contemplating it, if you're looking at building coaching into your plans for the new year to help you make lasting change in your relationship with your kids, you can get on the schedule now. Just email me at partneredpathparenting at gmail.com and we'll find a time. Got it? So we've got two episodes left between now and the break, and I want to spend these episodes getting a little bit more personal. One of my coaches recently challenged her audience to come up with a list of three things that their audiences probably don't know about them that seem really obvious to them as a coach, right? Things that are both obvious and relevant to their coaching practice. I really loved this idea and I started working on it. I actually came up with a list of five things because I don't always follow the rules and I didn't want to narrow it down. So, I'm weaving these little tidbits into my social media, but I thought I'd create a podcast episode about them so the information is all in one place, and then you get an even better sense of who I am, my background, and what I value. So first off, my background. Professionally speaking, I am an educator. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counselor, I'm a teacher first and foremost, and I became a coach. Okay, you may not know that I completed a master's degree in human education and development through the Boulder Journey Schools teacher education program, and this informs a lot of my work. One of the core concepts of that program is that teachers are researchers. As a result, I have a lot of practice observing children, forming multiple hypotheses about their behavior, and formulating plans to support them where they are developmentally. Additionally, we were taught to consult the published research as we form our hypotheses, so I have a habit of looking for evidence to support the recommendations that I make. It has given me a really solid foundation to build my coaching practice on. 
and it's worth knowing about. I also have spent time teaching yoga and horseback riding. I used to be a babysitter and a camp counselor. I'm a Girl Scout leader. And while I was at the Boulder Journey School, I specialized in early literacy. So I have worked with kids of different ages in a number of different contexts, and I have a broad perspective. Before I got my master's degree, I actually taught sixth grade reading in a gifted program in Houston. I loved it. Talk about some amazing humans. I loved my students. I loved the diversity of minds within the program. When you're actually in that environment, it's very easy to see how twice exceptional kids, kids who are gifted and have at least one additional diagnosis, can easily fly under the radar. Often their learning disability is overshadowed by their giftedness and they go undiagnosed. And even if we could see it as teachers, we actually weren't allowed to say what we thought to the parents. We were only allowed to share what we observed in our classrooms. We couldn't say that we had observed a number of things that led us to suspect a child had ADHD or autism, for example. And one of the things that I love about being a coach is that I can ask questions and be explicit about what I'm hearing. If I'm hearing any red flags that lead me to suspect that there may be something else going on, this is so important because just like giftedness doesn't preclude learning disabilities, being highly sensitive doesn't either. It is absolutely possible to be highly sensitive and have ADHD or to be highly sensitive and autistic. It's a trait that occurs in up to 25% of all kids. And I definitely don't want your kids to go undiagnosed if there are signs that there may be something else going on. Okay, so this background as an educator, this, these experiences that I have had actually lead quite well into my second fact about myself, and that's that beyond having taught gifted kids, I have actually lived the experience of a gifted, highly sensitive child. It's fascinating to me, really, because there are so many things about my experience as a child that I assumed were just normal, but actually aren't the norm. For example, I was grade skipped from first to third grade, and I thought it was because of my age. But looking back, I distinctly remember taking the Iowa test. I remember being alone in a classroom, and I remember thinking everyone else must have taken it while I was out sick. Now that I have more perspective and more knowledge about grade skipping, I know that was actually quite unlikely. The Iowa test is actually the test that's typically administered to kids that are being considered for a grade skip. So it's very unlikely that my classmates were also being administered the Iowa test or taking the Iowa test. I also thought that everyone took the SAT in seventh grade and got invited to awards ceremonies because of their scores. I thought it was no big deal because I didn't think I ranked that highly. Never mind that I only saw a few kids from my school at the ceremony. I chalked that up to it being a long drive to get there. 
Okay, this is important for you to know, not because I think I'm brilliant, but because I get these kids. I was evaluated when I was at 10 and I was identified as profoundly gifted. My family didn't tell me this. I just know now as an adult that that's what was going on. So from a lived experience perspective and an educator's perspective, I get these kids. I also have very clear memories of the adults who didn't get me. The teachers, the camp counselors, the soccer coaches, the ones who yelled, who publicly shamed kids, who told me I was wrong or I needed to dress differently for people to take me seriously. I remember how they made me feel. I remember how little respect I held for them. And it is because of that that I always, always aim to put connection over compliance with any children in my care. This is fact number three. <laughs> connection over compliance is a core value that guides my parenting and my coaching. It is so important, and yet it can be a difficult path if you grew up in a home or a school that put compliance above all else. Fact number four, I don't believe in one-size-fits-all solutions. I am not the coach to turn to if you want a crash course in parenting. While I do notice common themes between my clients, and I often share those with you here on the podcast, I very much believe in meeting each individual where they are. Every one of you brings a different background and a different brain to the parenting table, and every one of your kids does too. My intention is never to give you the end-all, be-all solution, but rather to help you recognize and set down all of those unhelpful beliefs that you formed as a child and build the skills necessary to work with your child to find what works for your family. Finally, fact number five, I am not perfect. This one seems like it should be obvious, right? It definitely seems obvious to me, but it's important for you to know. I am not a perfect parent, and I don't expect you to be either. I'm also not a perfect coach or a definitive resource. I have blind spots, I make mistakes, but I always aim for growth. I do my best to own up to my mistakes to take responsibility for them and for the damage they may have caused and to learn from them so I can continue to grow. All right, I hope this gives you a little more insight into who I am and why I'm here every week creating this podcast for you. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise 
better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.